1: the oh. Bring me sweet release Where the river Will never run dry Hallelujah I'm gonna let myself Where the river will never run dry. This river will never run dry.
2: Hear now these words of scripture. The earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Lift up your heads, O gates, be lifted up. O ancient doors, so the King of glory may come in. Let us stand and sing together.
0: Sorry. I messed up. my bad. I made a mistake. I screwed up. These are words or some variation thereof that I don't know about you, but sometimes in this body in this flesh, we have a hard time saying to each other. Anybody ever have a challenge apologizing? Ever been challenged admitting when you made a mistake and things didn't go the way you expected them to? One thing I found is one reason why it's so hard for us to ask each other for forgiveness or to admit our weaknesses to each other is that oftentimes we then hold it over each other. Once you admit you made a mistake, I can hold it and use it against you later. I keep it in my back pocket and I can use it against you. We do that as humans sometimes. Thankfully, God doesn't do that to us. Thankfully, we can come to God and we can admit our sins, we can admit our shortcomings, we can admit our failings, and God does not hold it over us, does not pay us back, does not get us back, does not use it for a later time to remind us of how we messed up in the past. That's why during times like this, the prayer of admission, we can humbly, with vulnerability, come before God and acknowledge, yeah, I'm still not getting it right, and God will still forgive us and give us another chance. Your prayer of admission is in the program. Let us say it together. God, you seek a people with clean hands and pure hearts. We admit that neither are true. We have committed sin with our hands and in our hearts. We have both knowingly and unknowingly hurt others. Forgive us, we pray. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Family, there's good news. Rest assured, be assured, be reassured. We are forgiven. You are forgiven, I am forgiven. Thanks be to God for forgiveness.
2: One announcement for the tiny theologians who have informed me that they are not so tiny. And I wanna clarify that there's nothing tiny about their um, questions for God, their minds. we're just referring to their age. So seven to 12 year olds um, will be staying after worship for um, some time with, with their leaders right here. They'll meet in the back corner on those couches and they meet um, every Sunday for the next few Sundays right after worship. Our scripture is Psalm 24. You can follow along with me in your program. Listen for God's word for you. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it All, the world and those who live in it. For the Lord has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek Him, who seek the face of God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory, you ask? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle, lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. This is the Word of God for us, the people of God. God. The title of today's sermon is Nothing is beyond God's reach. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. It might help us uh, understand this psalm if we turn back in history a bit to see why it was written. Psalm 24 follows the very well-known Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And whereas Psalm 23 is about our personal faith, following our Lord Jesus Christ, Psalm 24 is more about the community. Psalm 24 is about our entrance into a sanctuary. And as we enter into the sanctuary, the worship space, we confess that everything is God's. It's about the purest definition of worship that I've heard in a while. When we come together, we admit that God is with us and that everything is God's. And because everything is God's, God is worthy of our praise. So, then, how does this statement, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, impact our everyday? Like, what does that mean for the washer and the spatula and that cluttered kitchen drawer? It means that God is somehow mixed up in every part of our lives, the important and the mundane. That nothing is apart from God, nothing beyond God's reach. In the history of organized religion, we have this habit of declaring that some things are holy and some things are not. And it's been going around since maybe the beginning of time. Our scriptures show a record of it, right? This food is holy this food is not. This water's holy. That water is not. This person is holy. That one, not. This building is holy. That one is not. If you look with me at Psalm 24 again, the verses 7 through 10, they're talking about the Lord's entrance into the sanctuary. And the Lord's entrance is this Ark of the Covenant, a physical structure that the people, God's people, believed housed the invisible God. And it was important for God's people as they moved around a lot to carry God with them. They didn't, when they didn't have a temple, they had this physical structure. They believed housed God. And so when they gathered for worship like we're doing right now, there would be this huge procession at the beginning of worship where the Ark of the Covenant would come in and where everyone would call for the gates to be lifted up and the ancient doors to open to welcome the King of Glory, our Lord, in. We don't do that at downtown church. You didn't miss anything when you're going to the bathroom. In fact, one thing we've done intentionally at downtown church is to blur the lines between what other people say is holy and what is not. There are no parlors in our church spaces, no rooms that no kid is allowed in. There are no secret closets that only pastors or elders are let into. We don't even have our church name on this building, which is on purpose. To remind us and everyone around us that the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. To remind us that God can reach beyond what we deem as holy and unholy. To remind us that there is no place, no person, no thing beyond God's reach. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, all. Anybody else have an issue with that word in there? Like I'm okay with saying that the good things in the earth and in my life are God's, but I have a harder time with the things that um, I don't think are good. Like I'm okay with uh, morning light that rests on trees. Being God, Or a smile from a stranger or the, the warm squeeze from a grandparent's hand. All that's good with me. But how about cancer? That's in the earth. How about the cancer that's gripping a friend's mother right now? Or how about that terror attack on that public space? on that elementary school? How about the illness that will take a kid before he reaches five years old? Is that God's too? There's an important clarification needed in order for me to accept that these things belong to God and that clarification is this. God does not create or intend evil. God does not create or intend evil. I cannot believe that cancer exists in order to bring somebody closer to Jesus. I cannot believe that God uses terror to bring us to our knees in prayer. I cannot believe that God takes children because heaven needed another angel. I cannot, I will not. It doesn't ring true. What does ring true in my exploration of scripture is that evil exists. It always has. Evil exists, we cannot escape it. And if we think we have escaped evil, we might better take a look again at our hands and our hearts. Evil exists. But even though evil exists, nothing is beyond God's reach. There's no place of evil or suffering where God will not go to sit with us or walk with us or weep with us or rescue us. And so our role as followers of Jesus when we come into this space to worship is to boldly proclaim those words of the psalmist, the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. Because we're also saying nothing is beyond God's reach. There's a miracle happening right now within downtown church. And the the family has given me permission to share their story with you. Paige and Jake Crow have a son named Satcher. And Satcher has a terminal illness that is a maternally inherited Lee syndrome. It originates from uh, a mutation in his mitochondrial DNA. Satcher wasn't supposed to make it past two years old. In fact... This time last year, he was put on hospice care. He was sent home from the hospital on hospice care, and and we were rallying with prayers and meal trains. Lucas and I were, were taking turns to go visit. I prayed over this tiny little boy in his tiny little hospital bed. You see, for kids like Satcher, illnesses that travel in the air and affect the lungs are the illnesses that end up taking the lives of young kids with this particular illness. And Satcher was in decline. Well, fast forward a year to right now, Satcher is still with us today. And though there have been no shortages of scary nights and hospital stays, Satcher is actually making progress with his movement and his communication, which is unexplainable by doctors. They literally cannot give an explanation why he is improving today. A year ago, Thatcher couldn't sit up without falling over. Now he's taking steps independently and he's riding on a push car, things he wasn't doing before. A year ago, Thatcher could not register sound. He didn't respond to sound because his brain had atrophied, making it impossible for his brain to send signals in response to sound. Now, Satcher's babbling. And he's saying simple words, and he's begging for his communication device so he can watch Cocoa Melon. As far as what is documented by the medical community, children with this disease never Recover after a regression like he experienced. And certainly they do not learn new things. But God. But God. That's what his mom says in the face of doctors that that look at his charts and it doesn't make sense. She says, but God. When I look at his mama page, who fights for him daily. I see some cause why Satcher is improving. I mean, she's exploring every treatment possible, holistic treatment. She is dedicating herself 24-7 around the clock to his care and not only caring for Satcher, who has this illness, but also their daughter, a few years older, who is impacted as well by watching her brother live with this disease. I look at his dad, Jake, Jake, who is traveling between states, South Carolina to Florida, to be able to provide for their family's needs with his job, but also to show up whenever he can to give Paige a needed break. I look at Satcher's older siblings who are in college and who will come home on the weekends and pitch in to help. I look at their faith. And it's more faith than I can fathom, Honestly. To face a terminal illness for a child, a young child, an illness that we know is terminal, and to still say, but God. We already knew that Satcher belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It is clear that the beautiful soul of Satcher belongs to God. What we are seeing with our eyes right now is that his illness is not beyond God's reach. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. Meaning that God is with us in every part of our life. In the great joy, in the great suffering, and in the eight emotions we feel at the same time in any given moment of any day, the Lord is with us, and nothing, nothing is beyond God's reach. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.
3: It's not far, I can walk down the block to table talk, I close my eyes and make the pies all day, plastic cap on my hair, I used to mind, now I don't care, I used to show you this picture of my
0: Let us pray. Heavenly Father, divine creator, God of love, peace, and joy, we come before you now praying for all people people who we agree with, people who we do not agree with, people who we know and people who we do not know. We believe the earth is yours and all that is in it and those who live in it, and even those who we may not agree with are yours, and we are yours. We pray for those in need of clean hands and pure hearts, including ourselves. We, we pray for those who are tempted to swear deceitfully that you would bind our tongue and govern us accordingly. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that nothing is beyond your reach and we are never apart from you. We're thankful for the preach word and a reminder that even in the midst of present pain, we are still within your reach. We're thankful that even when guilt or shame of past actions and decisions surface and stir within us, we are reminded that we are still within your reach. We're thankful that when debilitating doubts begin to prevent us from taking advantage of the beauty of this world, that we are within your reach, and for that we're thankful. God, we pray for all people who need you to reach them right now. We pray for those whose marriages are challenging and feels like they're beyond your reach. Remind them that they're still within reach. And for those marriages that have dissolved for whatever reason, For those who feel lonely and lost and alone for the first time in a long time, let them know that they are not beyond your reach. They are still yours. You are still theirs. For families who are broken and discouraged and challenged in the midst of a world where everything is politicized and political and we can't even laugh and have fun during holiday season together, remind them that they are still within your reach and all, even those who see the world differently, still belong to you. And if nothing else, when we don't understand, we're not sure, just remind us, but God. But God. If nothing else, but God saves us, but God hears us, but God is here for us, and but God can reach us. And when in doubt, at all times remind us of the words your son taught us to pray, to bring us closer to your reach as we pray together. Our Father... Our affirmation of faith can be found in your program. If you choose to, I invite you to say it collectively. Family, what do we believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell,
2: Griffin's song about making pies, because in the greatest of high joys and the lowest of sufferings, sometimes making a pie can be revolutionary. Revolutionary. Sometimes making a pie can get your hands back into the earth and a reminder that nothing is beyond God's reach. Sometimes our musicians, our greatest poets, pointing us to our God that is not beyond our reach. So as you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you. And with all those you love, and with all those nobody loves, go in God's peace. Amen.
0: If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me
2: forward slash go.